Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of the new version of the One Fall Show. I am your host, Chizuck Bean, joined by uh, my trusty co-host and announcer, Shawnee Constant. Shawnee, how are you? Doing pretty well, sir. How are you? I am looking forward to doing this again. Feedback I got about last week's show was very positive. Same. Same. Right. And uh, with, with, with the exception of the fact that I forgot my tie and uh, forgot some of the rules. However, our guests are the oh, meat. Our guests are the meat and potatoes, our, our panelists, if you will, of this new version of the show. So without further ado, let me start introducing them. Our first one could not be here last week, but she is here and will be a permanent part of the show for as long as we'll have her. We ask everybody before the show started, if you had the money in the bank contract, which of course that particular event coming up next weekend or this coming weekend, uh, what title in wrestling history would you challenge for? And uh, with Erica, she said that it would be the million dollar championship. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Miss Erica Bennis. Hello. Uh, real talk right here, right now, just before we went live. I just discovered there is an account on Twitter that is just strictly uh, GIFs of Rick Rude selling atomic drops. And let me tell you, this whole thing could go to crap right now, and I'd be fine. This is gold. At Rick Rude sells, you guys. Gold. At Rick Rude sells. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Well, welcome to the show, Erica. We're looking forward to having you with us. Next up, a uh, man who said if he had the uh, money in the bank contract, he would challenge for the old school oval intercontinental title. A man who didn't fare quite well during our first uh, episode, but hopefully he's brought his game today. Justin, Justin Valentine, how are you this afternoon? Fantastic, sir. Uh, yes, the old intercontinental title and that plastic trophy that was awarded last week. I put that behind me. The real deal starts tonight. It's cool. I like it. Well, that leaves only one man and it is the man who took our first week of the new One Fall show. He is our current champion, I would say. He said that if he had the money in the bank contract, he would go full WCW and challenge for the big gold. WCW World Heavyweight Title. I'm talking, of course, about Mr. Nate Bender. Uh, Nate, before uh, before you get uh, started, it was pointed out to me uh, one of the complaints that I received was that um, I did not have enough music. So uh, I've got a little bit of music for uh, the champ of last week. Uh, and a little bit more bookkeeping, I must say that in previous iterations of the show, uh, there was a gentleman uh, who may be listening now, uh, Brandon who was uh, referred to as the champ. And uh, based on what I've seen on Facebook, I believe he is slightly agitated to have uh, not been booked. But without further ado, let me present to you our champion, Nate Bender. Well, thank you very much. I am excited to be here. And uh, first of all, never interrupt the champ. Never interrupt the champ. But excited to be here nonetheless. Defending my championship today. I know it'll be successful. And uh, yeah, excited to be here. All right. Well, let's get right into our game. We're uh, much like last week. We have three uh, three topics or three categories, three rounds, uh, each of them with three questions. Questions in the first round will be worth one point. Questions in the second round will be worth two 
and questions in the third round will be worth three points. Seeing as, uh, Erica, you could not make it last week, we will make you the first, uh, the first contestant here. Uh, our categories today are Smacked Raw, questions all about both Raw and SmackDown from this week. Sounds dirty now that I think about it. It does. It's very questionable at best. Wiggle, wiggle, woo. Wiggle, wiggle, woo. Wiggle, wiggle, woo. Woo. Our, uh, We have another category called Strictly Speaking Foreign, which is all about foreign objects. And then we have a category that is uh, called Factions, which is about factions. Thank you, Shawnee. Erica, which uh, category would you like to start with? Oh, let's start with Factions. All right. Faction. That's not a drop. I just uh, feel compelled. Factions. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Question one in our factions category for Erica Benes. Before joining NXT and becoming a founding member or founding members of the Undisputed Era, both Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish worked together under what tag team name? Oh, crap. God damn it. Oh, it is not oh, crap or god damn it. I know it's not. And like, it's going to kill me if I don't know this. And I know. Oh, do I have time? Uh, do, do I get cut off? You can think about it. Yeah, I was supposed to play a three count on you, but uh, I couldn't find the three count, so I just hit you with the... Wait, wait, isn't it... Wait, what? Red Dragons? It's real close. It's real close, but it almost sounds like you were saying it slightly wrong because you took some time to look it up, and I'm... Uh, no, because I don't cheat, dickwad. So... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think welcome like to the show, Erica. I, think, I, I, I think that's close enough for one point. Uh, what do you think, Chuck? <laughs> I was, I was I was gonna defer to you if you say it's close enough that's close enough red dragon is the title well okay for the record I had no idea that there was like a time limit no 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 uh, Jeopardy standard rules were set out for me no no don't this is very harebrained scheme Chuck had this idea didn't even mix the ingredients together put it in the oven and half baked it Do you see this suit I'm wearing and this was the attitude he took with me when I tried to confront him on it I'm half baked do I care i don't wearing the suit but not the tie it's just it's tragic red dragon is the the, uh the title that bobby fish and kyle o'reilly used to work under before they were the undisputed era uh let's go around the room we all undisputed era fans here oh yeah definitely absolutely they have one of the best entrances in wrestling period oh no no doubt adam cole i mean these whole NXT as a whole, when they came up last November, that's when they really showed the whole wrestling world what they can do, especially those guys. I can live without Roderick. Uh, yeah, Roddy. <laughs> yeah, Roderick Strong. Yeah, I don't know. I am. Uh, my biggest fear is um, if they ever get actually called up, because as we all know, factions being called up to the main roster tend to uh, just collapse. Uh, so hopefully, just leave them in NXT. Just let them be good. Just let it be cool. Don't don't fuck this up. Come How on. long do you think I mean, that's yes. going to happen? I don't know. I mean, they've been there. They they have been. To be fair, they've been there for a while. They've had a really good run, but at some point, Vince is going to catch on to just how good Adam Cole is. Very true. Well, you just said it. I mean, they've been there a while, a very long while. I thought they would be up last year. I mean, there's been multiple times I thought they were up for good. It's almost like they know, and they said, "Let's keep us here. We want to stay together." That has to be Hunter insisting that they stay. That that has to be Hunter fighting for them to stay. 
and, and you know that was under the previous paradigm going forward we have no idea what's going to happen right they're like 20 superstars down yeah. already and there's extremely limited rosters being used so I, I, all of this is going to shake out very differently going forward uh i kind of like that they're in xt in this holding pattern for the very reasons you guys are all saying all right, let's move on to our second question. Uh, Erica, in an Instagram Q&A this week, Cody Rhodes briskly and unequivocally rejected the idea that this one-man band and former Nexus member would be coming to AEW despite his release a couple Wednesdays ago during Black Wednesday and his status of having a family. Who am I talking about? That is Mr. Heath Slater, and I will answer things quickly now or else I'll just be accused of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yikes, a little friction between uh, Shawnee and Erica here. I like it. I like it. Jesus yeah. Christ. That is correct, uh, Mr. Heath Slater. Uh, how are you guys feeling about Heath Slater? Where do you think he would be best served uh, now that he is on the independent circuit? In my opinion of Heath Slater is he is a solidly mid-card dude. He's going to have to be somewhere where he's a bigger fish in a smaller pond. I've never seen a match of his where I was like, that was a really great match. Um, but then again, I have only really been watching for like, uh, like seriously for like the last three or four years. So he may have had some great matches back, like in his Nexus days. I don't really know, but I, I think that, you know, if he went to impact or if he went to, you know, the NWA, I, I could see him doing well there. Um, I think AEW is actually too big for him. Like, I think that if he went to AEW, he would be basically riding that same mid-card bench that he was in WWE, and I think he can do, I, I, I think he should want to do better than that. I agree. You know, it, it seems to me that perhaps a, yeah, very much a smaller pawn would probably suit him best. For, you know, I didn't even, for some other reason, I just totally had a brain fart on NWA. Um, I think that would be a great, great fit. And, you know, a guy who can work with younger talent who can help elevate them. And, you know, especially, you know, um, you know, places that actually have various broadcasts, you know, a guy who has worked consistently in TV for God. I mean, he's was what, with the WWE for what, 16 years, like a long time. He's Slater, you know, at least in the, in their system. So, yeah, definitely has to go to like perhaps a Ring of Honor. Who's to say? Obviously, you know, a lot of these indie promotions are just not active right now due to the coronavirus. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, NWA or Ring of Honor, I think would be ideal for sure. sure. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Impact. I agree with everything you guys are saying, and with Heath Slater. I've always been convinced that he's been around for so long because he's liked backstage, not as much for what he does in the ring, but he's just a likable guy backstage. People get along with him. So let's keep this guy around. That sort of makes it interesting though. Doesn't it? That Cody Rhodes was like, no, sir. No, he's Slater here. Like there, there has to be some sort of backstage heat. Now, whether it's personal or broader, we really have no idea. Right. And we, we only really know Heath Slater as the character we see on TV, which is interesting. Well, and I think that, uh, again, that's Cody being a businessman. They, in AEW specifically right now, needs talent that is going to elevate their brand. Heath Slater's not going to do that. Uh, I mean, for the same reason, I question them signing Brody Lee. Is Brody Lee going to be a make-or-break talent for AEW? I mean, if the gimmick that he's working right now is any indication, I'm going to say no. 
Like, I don't know that he's bringing star power. He's bringing any additional shine to the product. So I, I understand the move from, from Cody as a businessman. I think that as things go forward, you're going to see Brody Lee demonstrate athletically that as a big man, he's really super talented. Um, I'm a huge fan of Brody Lee and, you know, I'm not going to argue with you point by point here, but I, I really do think that that's a, we haven't seen him shine in that way in a very long time. And if you look up some old matches, uh, there's a Chikara steel cage match, uh, you know, granted this is 10 years ago now, but uh, that he had against Cesaro that is just phenomenal. And that's what I'm hoping Brody Lee can bring. Erica, you uh, get the last word on this. Well, two things. One, I don't think AEW really wants to look as if they're, you know, taking in all of WWE's cast-offs, you know, and basically just reinforcing that, oh, they're just another WCW and all that jazz. So one, I think he wants to avoid that. And then two, going back to the whole Brody Lee thing for a hot second, you know, who's to say where he could go character wise, but I think he was a good acquisition because there was a common complaint of them lacking quote unquote big guys. And he is a big guy and he is definitely charismatic, you know, on the mic. He, he's at least intriguing. Um, and, and frankly, he just wasn't given that a big of a chance on the main roster to show what he could do. So he kind of fills some necessary uh, gaps on the roster in that sense. All right, let's move on to our third question. Erica, you still have the board, and uh, this uh, the third question of the factions is, is uh, kind of factions. a softball. Thank you, Shawnee. Uh, name wrestling's original welcome. four horse, horsemen. Oh, but, uh, Flair, Arn, uh, Tully, and oh my God. God damn it. It's always the fourth one. I know. And I'm totally having a brain fart and it's killing me. And I, and I will, I will yield. So I'm not being accused of cheating. Goodness. Well, that's, uh, that's at least three out of four. Uh, we'll throw it over to, uh, Justin. Can you name that fourth horseman? The only two I have was Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. So I am going to defer to Nate. All right. Uh, that, that means it's up to you, Nate. You can steal a point here. Who is the fourth horseman that uh, they're both missing? God, I, I, I had the three. Ah, uh, uh, hold, hold on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're talking the original, the original four horsemen. It was Arn's brother, Ole Anderson. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> And Nate is on the board. That puts Nate on the board with one point. And uh, Shawnee, if I'm correct, score-wise, it looks like Erica is on the board with one, two, three, four, five points. And Nate has one point. Justin, where are you, man? That is correct, sir. All right. So that means with uh, no points, Justin, we will throw it to you to choose between the uh, next two topics. We have our foreign object topic and uh, the Raw and SmackDown topic. Which would you prefer? Thanks for adding in the zero points there, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with a dirty one, uh, Smack Draw. The Smack Draw. All right. I like it. Oh, yeah. Taking a challenge there, huh, Justin? <laughs> I need to get on the board. I need to get on the board, okay? Let me alone. <laughs> and I'm thinking you will. Our first question in the Smack Draw category says that in uh, Monday Night Raw, I saw the return of not one, but two superstars this week. One to the commentary desk. And one to in-ring action. Who were they? 
That would be uh, Jinder Mahal and Samoa Joe. That's right. Correct. So uh, that's four points because these questions are now worth two points in the second round to make it a little more interesting. Uh, we also learned this week that Apollo Crews, who was supposed to be in Money in the Bank, is going to be replaced with Jinder Mahal in the Money in the Bank Titanic edition. What do you guys think of this? What do you think his chances are? Don't give Jinder Mahal another push. I could tell from the second he got on TV oh, on Raw that this they were they were leading to him getting a push. They want him to go after Drew McIntyre, like a 3MB BS rivalry, because all they kept saying was, former WWE champion Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. This guy is not a main event guy. Maybe mid-card because he's gotten in better shape, but not a main event guy. Keep him off of it. Yeah, I got to side with Justin here. I I am not a fan of this, especially because Apollo Crews had two spectacular matches the two weeks uh, leading up to his injury. And I was really hopeful that he was actually going to get a little bit of a push. Eh, looks like not so much. Um, but to be replaced by, uh, uh, you know, by gender, I think that is just... Uh, that's that's the wrong move and and you're you're totally right justin i can see them winding up for it it sucks erica please tell me that you can explain to these gentlemen why you cannot hinder the gender well look i don't think can anyone and can any one of us really explain why we shouldn't hinder gender i don't know who's to say look i'm sure jinder mahal is a fantastic man but we tried this experiment in vain for a while it just didn't work and i see where they're going with the whole 3mb aspect and it's just it seems almost too obvious even for the wwe it seems like the lowest of the hanging fruit and um i no just don't do it don't be better all right Let's uh, move on to our second question, Justin. Uh, Friday Night SmackDown opened with two former Money in the Bank winners doing battle. Daniel Bryan making fun of King Corbin beforehand, saying he is one of only four people to unsuccessfully cash in the briefcase and win a title. Can you name any of the other three? I could say the obvious one of John Cena, but I want to throw the fun one of Damian Sandow. Both correct. That leaves one. Is there? The, the, can you? Do you know who the fourth one was? I was scratching my head on this on SmackDown because I remember Corbin failing. Are they saying Mr. Kennedy failed because he lost at the Edge? Because I'm. Why am I forgetting the fourth one? That is incorrect. It is not Mr. Kennedy. Uh, but I will leave the floor open for Nate, who is uh, next in line. Do, who no, I got the, no goddamn idea. Just nothing. None. No, okay. I wouldn't have been able to name one of those. What about you, Erica? Do you know who the fourth one is? I am absolutely blanking right now. Um, in, in the, in, I, I, I got nothing, guys. I feel so ashamed. Oh man, it's interesting because it was very recent history. The fourth man is Braun Strowman, who cashed in Money in the Bank, and his That's match went right. to a no contest when Brock Lesnar interfered in it. That's a that's a very loose interpretation of the rule. Like uh, to me, in my heart of hearts, like if you blow it, it has to be you got pinned. Like Damian Sandow got hosed. Like he and and really Baron Corbin kind of got screwed. And I think it was because of nefarious things happening backstage as well at the time. 
But like to me, I I don't think you should count that one. But if you lose the contract, you lose the contract. It's not it's not like they they're gonna be like, oh well, it went no contest. We'll give you another one. Well, I mean, sure, but like to me, if you're going to lose, it's because your ass got pinned or you tapped out. I don't know. I'm just a purist in that way. I agree with you to an extent. I think a no contest, you should keep it. But I think any type of loss, no matter how it happens or when it happens, you lose the, you lose the briefcase. How do you guys feel about somebody ca- uh, you know, cashing in money in the bank and, and not winning a title? Or similarly, somebody winning the Royal Rumble and then going on to not win at WrestleMania. I enjoy when it happens every now and again because I hate it when uh, it seems like it is a guaranteed you're going to be the champ. No, I agree with you 100%. I think you need to mix it up because you don't want any, I mean, in their eyes, they don't want anything to be too predictable. So you don't want to think the second they get a briefcase, they're going to be a world champion soon. Or the second they win Royal Rumble, they're going to be a world champion. So you need to mix it up, but you need to do it right. I don't think they've messed it up too much. I think Braun Strowman's was messed up because Braun Strowman would be fun to see cash in on surprise. Other than that, though, I think they haven't messed it up yet. Yeah, I I think like if you screw that up, if you lose, you know, your your title shot uh, in, in, you know, whether it be through WrestleMania or, or uh, I'm sorry, Royal Rumble or, or Money in the Bank, that is generally that generally signals the end of your push, though. And I, I think that you get branded, at least in the fan base, you kind of get branded as a loser and a choker. Um, so, you know. Could you could you deploy that in a really interesting storytelling way? Yeah, you could, but this is the WWE we're talking about, and they're not gonna. Um, so usually it's just it just signals the end of a run. I'd have to concur with Nate. Um, I think it if done correctly, it can be intriguing, but you know, let's face it, when when Sandow got squashed, when when Corbin uh you know got kind of hosed, like no one really cared about them for a while after that. Um, if done right, it could be in, in compelling, but um, can we really count on the WWE to really deliver a compelling storyline consistently? That is not the case. It's not as much of a death gimmick as, say, King of the Ring. Right. I never understood King of the Ring at all. Some guys got a title match. Some guys never, ever even saw the main event. I never understood it. I can't believe that Curtis Axel, who never lost the 2015 Royal Rumble, uh, lost his job when technically he should have been the WWE champion for the last five years. (laughs) That is a fair assessment, Shawnee. No more beating him. All right, Justin, you got one more question in this uh, particular topic, Smacked Raw. Joining the multitude of releases over the past month from the WWE was this former two-time UFC champion that debuted on the very first SmackDown on Fox six months ago. Who am I talking about? Uh, That would be Cain Velasquez. That is correct, and I am impressed that you can say his last name without having to look look it up. I'm used to reading last names all over the place. This was a, a, a signing that never should have happened, whether it was for one match, but especially a long-term deal. Uh, I'm sorry, but I know there's been a couple UFC guys that have come over and been successful, a la Brock Lesnar going back and forth, but it's not that easy. Too many people are trying to do it. There's a couple more that are trying to do it. It's just not that simple. 
WWE is more than just fighting and wrestling. It's storytelling. It's promos. There's a lot more that goes into it. And, you know, pandering to the crowd that a lot of those guys don't have the personality to pull it off. I think Ronda Rousey was proof of that. I mean, she had some decent matches, but her mic work never improved. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm with Justin on this one. Uh, I, I think that that was probably a, a, a necessary release. Uh, the one match he did have was a stinker. Um, yeah, uh, goodbye. You know, I mean, for for big name signings like this, when they kind of look outside of the quote unquote wrestling world to bring in talent and whatnot, you know, it's something that they have to do with with care and caution. Um, And it's also something I I don't like them to kind of go to the well too much. The WWE and really any uh, wrestling promotion whatsoever, they have to really be cognizant of the talent they build within the organization. They should be building their own talent. They should be investing in in wrestlers and in personalities that can deliver. I understand bringing in a big name uh, as like a kind of like a novelty draw, but like you can't you can't rely on that. And this idea of trying to bring in one big name to to sell something like that's not ex- I don't think that's going to necessarily work all the time. Case in point, Kane Velasquez. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this particular round. I believe, Shawnee, correct me if I'm wrong, that leaves Justin with uh, two, four, six, eight uh, points. I have marked as 10, but uh, you are correct. I'm a little ten bit points. stoned. Nope. 10 points. Uh, yeah, Justin, uh, yeah. 10, points? 10 points. 10 points. Correct. Um, Can we get a scorekeeper that isn't high? Like, is that something we have the resources to do? Don't ask me then. <laughs> we'll bring somebody in. I don't know. Uh, Erica, Talk you have five points. My popcorn break. All right, uh, Erica, you you have five points, and uh, Nate six, is at one point, points. which means that he uh, he gets the first guess at uh, the final round of our game, where the questions are worth three points. This t- this particular topic is all about foreign objects and some of them that were used this week. All right, in a no DQ, no countout match this Wednesday on Dynamite, Chucky e. T performed a move I cannot believe is called the Awful Waffle. On Jimmy Havoc atop a mountain of what for an object? Was it chairs? It was steel chairs. Correct. Yeah. Uh, this was not a particularly good match in Dynamite's uh, not too long of a history. I didn't watch it with a whole lot of enthusiasm. Foreign objects get to be a little bit silly. I think AEW hasn't really defined their relationship with hardcore wrestling, whether they want it to be a part of the product or not. It was a okay best friends match and a not very good Jimmy Havoc. I think AEW does need to embrace a little bit more of the hardcore stuff. Not too much. Don't go full ECW, but you can tell WWE is scared to go there. You know, they have, you know, certain moves or stunts at pay-per-views and normally the big four pay-per-views only, but you know, the all factor, you probably should go a little more hardcore when it comes to the move. You know, I'll give you that. It's just, you need the right people performing them. You know, don't book a Moxley Omega hardcore match because it wasn't good. I, I I think Moxley's the right type of guy to be able to to be in a match like that. 
but they need they kind of need more people who are adept at using and gimmicking foreign objects especially because i don't ever want to see the amount of head staples that cody needed to get from the sean spears headshot ever again that was just ugly what about uh the moxley omega hardcore match rubs you the wrong way i'm i'm curious to because like look hardcore stuff has never really been like for me like i it just it's very cringy it it triggers my anxiety like it's not something i like to watch all of the time but what about that match made you just go ugh uh the mouse traps on a board that was just stupid there's okay. no there's like no way no earthly way that that is like a good foreign object that was just dumb i don't think that Ome- omega is a believable uh you know wrestler for like a hardcore style i don't i i just don't think it suits him very well i also think that the uh what was it the barbed wire mesh thing that they fell into that was obviously not real barbed wire that was also pretty bad i think if you're gonna do it you gotta commit to it and you know for as much as i like omega I, i i could see him going like yeah i don't know if i'd be that comfortable with falling into barbed wire moxley will do it in a heartbeat moxley will do it for a ham sandwich he doesn't care um but i I, you know i think that yeah if you're gonna do it commit to it i appreciate guys like omega like trying to dip their toe into those waters just because they get he you know people like him get kind of criticized for being like a one match type of guy but I, i i think there is something to be said that if you're going to go with that style of wrestling you do have to have the right type of guy you have to have the right type of just believable personality and and definitely the right type of uh weaponry um like look i understand that you know people want to get creative and kind of shake things up but like look there's uh there's a there's a there's a beautiful simplicity simplicity to a barbed wire cover bat okay call me old-fashioned uh but uh you know you don't have to you know reinvent the wheel all the time All right, well, let's move on. Uh, Question two for Nate. In night two of Impact Wrestling's Rebellion event, Havoc and Rosemary competed in a full metal mayhem match. And at one point, Rosemary donned a hard hat and a Bugs Bunny-like defense against what foreign object? Oh, God. Uh, I have watched no recent Impact. The most recent Impact that I've seen was from 2006. So... Uh, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say a bat. That is incorrect, but it's a good guess. Very good guess. Uh, we will move on. Who is the, I think Justin is the next in line. No, Erica would be next. <laughs> Erica. I, my mistake, Erica. Oh, what do you, what do you think was the, uh, the foreign object? I, at like, uh, <laughs> like Nate, I am, I did not watch this, but I, however, I do appreciate the fact that you wanted to get your girl Rosemary in here because I know you love her so much. Um, I will say a hammer. No, it was not a hammer. Damn it. Unfortunately, not a hammer. So that leaves it to, uh, Justin. We know it's not a ba- hammer and it's not a bat. Rosemary down to hard hat to, uh, stop havoc from hitting her in the head with what? I'm again, not, did not watch impact. Um, I'm going to say because Nate's guess was a good guess. I'm going to say a barbed wire bat. No, unfortunately it was a garbage can. 
I love that that question was there. That's uh, largely my fault because I was having a hard time with the questions this week. Uh, so I left it to Chuck. And uh, he loves Rosemary. Uh, so he watches Impact every week. And I knew that no one else would have any idea what that was. <laughs> Damn. You, not a, nope. You Got can me. count on me adding at least one impact question to the show every week just to stump you motherfuckers. Well, now we know what to do. <laughs> well, you just stumped everybody that listens to this podcast too. Cause I don't think <laughs> anyone watches. <laughs> yeah. You're not forcing me to watch impact. That's, that's the thing that's not happening. Well, let's go ahead and set a rule right now. If he asks an impact question, try to answer with the funniest, uh, not real answer that you can. <laughs> and I'll reward points to whoever I appreciate the most. I'm in for that. All right. So since we didn't have anyone uh, win that one, let's do that again with wrong answers only. Go, Whoever the original contestant was, uh, ask right. them the question and allow them to answer. And let's go through that whole process right here and now. All right, Nate, what do you think uh, Rosemary protected herself with a hard hat from? I, I, I don't know. A colostomy bag? Fair, fair. Okay. We'll throw oh, it to uh, Nate or we'll throw it to, to uh, Erica. Um, I will say a stainless steel dildo yikes all right uh justin what do you think she was uh she was defended against with a hard hat i'm gonna go from a barbed wire bat to a barbed wire dildo i took nate's answer and i'm taking erica's they're doing penis tests on the wrestling show uh, i wish I, I you know without having uh sound effects for that bit it, it's really weird but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and roll with it for right now anyway. And uh, I'm going to give those points to Nate. Yeah. Can I actually, can I actually change my answer to a real life lightsaber? So she defended herself with a hard hat unsuccessfully. Eh? (laughs) No. (laughs) You're going to lose your points. Um, I, I do have a talking point for this particular thing. Uh, we talked about with hardcore matches, a lot of it can be kind of the blood and guts, but comedy spots, I feel like are a huge part of hardcore match wrestling. Do you guys have a favorite comedy spot when it comes to hardcore matches? I think personally, mine is absolutely the stop sign with the announcer yelling stop every time somebody gets hit with it. Oh man, I got two. I think I got to go with every time they mentioned the kitchen sink being involved because that's just a typical phrase but i always love the bowling ball uh going bowling right to the nuts when they're sitting in the corner i enjoyed that as well <laughs> that is a classic excellent excellent Are you nuts? uh i think you know like covering somebody with a trash can and and beating the trash can with you know uh, a kendo stick or a chair that's usually a pretty good spot i don't know that it's so much comedy but yeah ring the old bell it's pretty hilarious to me yeah, no, it's a funny one. Personally, for me, I appreciate um, any sort of bit that involves somehow uh, a sign being the means of transportation in for some sort of foreign object. Like, the you know, the, the actions get into the crowd and they take a sign. Wait, that's not a sign. They've smuggled in a, a road sign. Oh, my God. You know, so marks like that, you know, in, in various plants, I, I, I dig that. Or hitting them with the beer from the fans just yes. like let me take $12 and hit this guy over the face with it right yeah there are there are no wrong answers when it comes to comedy spots and hardcore matches it gives a little levity to something that maybe a little make us a little squeamish let's roll on to the final question in this particular round this is for uh nate i believe at this point we're at a bit of a uh 
an interesting spot because the final points will not uh, the final score will not be altered by this final question. Hey, you know, it's a work in progress. We'll have to figure something out. All right, Erica, 2K Games announced Monday that they will not be releasing a WWE 2K21, but there will be a new WWE game this year called WWE Battlegrounds. The game, which is a little bit more cartoony, debuted with a trailer where The Rock murdered the Doctor of Thugonomics by tossing him out of the ring and into what? Oh, Jesus Christ on a crutch. Um, <laughs> um, I Look, I did not see the trailer because at this point, 2K Games has disappointed me to no end when it comes to their wrestles. So I, I got I got no clue, guys. Okay, Nate, uh, what what did uh, John Cena get murdered by in the trailer for WWE Battlegrounds? Okay, well, I'm listen. I'm not, I'm I'm not an expert on reptiles, but it was either an alligator or a crocodile. It was one of those two. I'm not sure which one. That is correct. It was uh, it was absolutely some kind of Florida based land lizard. All right, so now we really have a problem because uh, we have a draw. <laughs> Oh, well, we actually prepared for this eventuality last week, Shawnee. Do you still have the picture? Oh, no, the picture. We're going to go for the picture, are we? Yeah. I'm so scared. It's time for the picture. Uh, While Shawnee is looking for that, let's talk about, uh, you know, obviously WWE 2K20 was a disaster. Anyone who listened to Nerd Radio uh, or or Checkpoint XP knows uh, Nate Bender was not a fan of 2K20. What do you guys think they would need to change next year to actually make 2K22 something good? Just make it playable. Hire the Ukes guys back and have them figure out the code so that when you place hair on Becky Lynch, it's on her head and not four feet to the left. Like it's yeah. simple. <laughs> it should be simple game shit at this point. Um, I just like that's the thing. I still play 2K19 and I, I think it's a great game. Why try to why try to reinvent the wheel? Just update 2k19 with current rosters make a dlc done i'm just floored with how these last two years because with 2k20 what am i looking at right now uh and 2K20, ah. uh it was just as nate mentioned laughable mistakes like how does that even get through how does it, i mean it was one after the other every day it seemed like there was a video of a horrible laughable glitch in the game and then seeing battleground it's just it, it's i am just sick and tired of seeing that because i can't believe they think that's a, a passable game to even promote like the trailer looks that bad i can only imagine what the game actually is go back to making a basic good wrestling game like nate said 2k19 was battlegrounds looks stupid by the way i just have to say that it looks like this is not an improvement on becky lynch's hair being four feet to the right the mo- the character models look horrible it looks like it's being played on a phone i do not want this i will not buy it uh the faster that they can clean up the the code or the problems or the bugs or whatever it is the better and let's get to to 2k22 because this is not going to work all right shawnee so give me a give me a tally of the scores so right now the score is nate with 10 points justin with 10 points and erica with six points in order to maintain a clean and undisputed title 
we are going to have to resort to the game of wrong answers only. I uh, have presented you all with a picture, as you have seen and uh, reacted to during your discussion. Wrong answers only, starting with you, Nate, the current champion. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, who is this in this picture that we're looking at? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt getting a blowjob. Yikes. Justin, how about you? Wow, that's definitely not where I went with that. Um, let's go with Vince McMahon watching Impact saying this is good shit. <laughs> well, I think that Erica has cast her vote. <laughs> Shawnee, before uh, <laughs> before we reveal who we think uh, is the winner today, who actually is this a picture of? Oh, that, sir, is a former 19th century wrestling champion, Farmer Burns. And his big old neck. Hold on. Very my good. Alexa's talking. Hold on. That's why I stopped. Uh, I'm not sure why. I, I'm assuming it'll stop and then I can. Alexa, stop. Shawnee Sh- secretly named his Alexa <laughs> Farmer Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer Burns uh, was notorious for his uh, neck exercises, his shoot wrestling, and. Uh, the fact that he was a bad motherfucker. He had a big old neck. Farmer Burns had a big old neck. Big old neck. You should read about him. Fantastic piece of wrestling history. All right. Uh, big old neck. Shawnee and I, and I are going to confer as the booking committee, and we will uh, inform you in just a second here who we think is the champ this week. Honestly, I'm just going to let Sean declare it. Uh, I think that uh, we're going to have to go with Justin this week. I, I really wanted to what? leave the That's t- about right. <laughs> I really wanted to leave the title on Nate going into this episode, but it's all been going rather willy-nilly, and Erica clearly had a, a vote in the matter. So uh we're going with that because there'll be less argument than if I was to give it with Justin. Oh no. fans don't like it. Um so I who, who likes this outcome? I love it. I mean you can't Give me this outcome and declare me champion with all these because this, but this, because this, but I won. Okay, it was a pl- it was a, a trial run last week. Plastic trophy, Nate. You can keep your replica title. I have the real deal around my waist now. I'm gonna keep it around my waist, and all these little asterisks you're trying to put on my win, you can keep it to yourself. I won. I got the right answer. I got the only vote in this podcast. I'm the winner tonight. So, all right. Thank you, Justin. Congratulations on your win. We will now throw it to Erica. You've got 60 seconds to cut a promo on your competitors for next week. Gentlemen and Shawnee, look, I'm not even at 100% anymore. Let's be honest. Um, I came in here kind of limping. And yeah, I didn't get the win today, but I'm not at my best. You didn't get the best, you know. It's, it is who I am. I will lick my wounds, return, and let's face it, do I really need the title? Did Piper need the title? Exactly. I don't even need 60 seconds. I, I will yield my time back to you. Fantastic. Fantastic work, Erica. Nate, uh, you were our winner in the first week, but this week coming up a little bit short. How are you feeling going into week three? Look, we all saw what happened. I did not tap out. I the the count was fast. This is total a total Travisham mockery. But next week, next week, Justin, I'm coming for you. 
I'm going to have some backup. I know my, my waist is very heavy now. Not like yours cl- carrying the plastic for the last week. I'm carrying the real deal this week. Okay. 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 Well, thank you all, all three of you for playing along as we uh, develop this game. Obviously there's still some bugs to work out, but uh, we, I think, I think the game's great. I love the game. Ants. Yes. Ants. Yeah. We still, we still have a little, uh, some ants to work out. However, we will continue to move forward. We hope that you at home listening to this, had a fantastic time uh, listening and make sure you rate and review us wherever you get your podcast and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We have the one fall show group where you can follow us. Uh, let's go around the table. Nate, where can people find you online at Nate Benderama on Twitter and uh, soon to be returning to Twitch. Erica, how about you? Where can people find you online at Erica underscore Bannis on Twitter and Instagram. And Justin. Hello. Damn it. We lost him. Oh, I think the champ took off the taco, but <laughs> he's talking before the match, before the match about how, as soon as this shit was done, he was heading to Taco Bell to get a box. And I think that he took his title and flew. Man. That's it. All right. That's well, bold. That's bold. Yeah. That's going to do it for this week's one fall show. Do you have uh, anything to uh, contribute, Johnny? No, sir. Never anything to contribute. Thanks for framing it in that way. I'm going to look forward to the next week. All right, excellent. Then we are out of here. Uh, send us home, Shawnee. Have fun. Be safe, everybody. Don't fall in the hole. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>